0: IVM There are a large number of juggies and chhopuris situated in the green belt across our colony. And there are people living in these juggies. All of them, women, men and children make use of this public ground for defecating and urinating throughout the day. People desirous of morning walk cannot do so because of these dwellers. Besides, young girls do not come to their balconies throughout the day because of the obnoxious smells and the entire environment is unconducive to public health and morality. And with this petition, KK Manchanda, President of RWA Ashok Vihar, Delhi, appealed to the Supreme Court. Hello and welcome, my name is Priya Mirza and this podcast is The Longest Constitution. And let's carry on with our journey of understanding PILs, restrictions on the freedom of expression and we are looking at contempt of court, privacy and the Aadhaar card and the delicate balance of power between the judiciary and parliament. Okay, our first story today. The year is 1997 and DC Saxena is a professor in Chandigarh and he wanted the Prime Minister PV Narsimha Rao to pay up. Saxena filed a petition to direct Narsimha Rao to pay a sum of rupees 8.29 lakhs for the use of Indian Air Force aircraft. But the Supreme Court dismissed the writ petition. So Saxena filed another one, this time against the learned Chief Justice of India, Justice A.M. Ahmadi. And the awareness was scandalous that Justice Ahmadi is unfit to hold office as Chief Justice of India, that he should be stripped of his citizenship, amongst other things. So, what did the court do? By the way, I had to look up the dictionary twice today while reading for today's episode. And the first word was averment, which means allegations. Good to know. Okay, now on to the averments about Chuggis and jobris. So, Manchanda's petition in 1990 was about a question which defines India's cities and who can reside in these cities. So, Manchanda's petition in 1990 was about a question which defines India's cities. And who can reside in these cities? Juggi's and Jhopari's slums. Don't we know these words? Encroachers, unauthorized colonies. And his point was that these slum dwellers were defecating in front of his pristine authorized colony. Now we have been looking at PILs being driven by a certain class. Where auto drivers were sacrificed for private car owners shopkeepers for mall owners. And to begin with, following this petition, chuggies and Chopris were given a rather cool new term, JJ clusters. That sounds like a housing colony, actually. I live in JJ clusters, that's around the block. But the serious question is, are slum dwellers a nuisance? Because they are shitting around the city and their children running across the street. So what is a nuisance? A nuisance is legally defined as an act, omission, Injury, damage, annoyance or offence to the sense of sight, smell, hearing or which is or may be dangerous to life or injurious to health or property. And in India, it is Section 133 of the CRPC which deals with matters on public nuisance. And the law empowers a magistrate to order its removal. Now pay attention, the nuisances referred in Section 133 are Obstruction to a public place or way Hazardous trades or activities, flammable substances, objects that could fall and cause injury, unconfined and dangerous animals. Now, all of these gentle listeners are 1. Objects or possessions and 2. Actions, but not people. Okay, let's see what happened to Professor Saxena. Now, we remember that in the previous episode that four journalists, M.K. Tayal, Vitusha Oberoi. Irfan Khan and S.K. Akhtar were arrested and put in jail for doing their jobs as journalists for the print newspaper midday. And despite the impeccably substantiated reports, were packed off to jail on the grounds of contempt of court. Now, Article 19 Part 1 guarantees us freedom of expression, sure. But Article 19 Part 2 lists out those grounds under which that right can be restricted. A little bit of history here. That this clause, contempt of court in our constitution, was introduced by T.T. Krishnamachari in October 1949, during the last reading of the constitution. And the purpose of criminal and civil contempt laws is to prevent interference with the administration of justice, and this includes attacking the judiciary. So the point is not whether it is true or not, but the effect on the public's perception of the judiciary. And on those grounds, Professor Saxena was charged with contempt of court. This is what the judgment said. It is of necessity to regulate the judicial process free from fouling the fountain of justice to ward off the people from undermining the confidence of the people in the purity of the fountain of justice and due administration. Justice thereby remains pure, untainted and unimpeded. Okay, that's a lot of fountains in there. But let's read on. This accusation is a culmination of the contumacious conduct or wanton scandalization of the court and reckless denigration. And that's the second word of the day, contumacious, which means stubbornly or willfully disobedient to authority. By the way, The word occurs 13 times in the judgment and I have no idea why I looked that up. Okay, now a little bit more about the dangers of the Aadhaar project that collects and stores our biometric data. So Aadhaar was created in the absence of any statutory regulations and two consecutive prime ministers, Manmohan Singh and Narendra Modi, pushed Aadhaar arguing that it would help improve delivery of social schemes. And the concerns are about the intentions of the project, as well as the consequences of collecting this data. And people were assured by the UIDAI, which said the data is encrypted using the highest standards. So a major concern in the petitions challenging Aadhaar was that this data, which is linked to our bank accounts, can be hacked. Oh Wait, hold on, that's not in the future tense. That the data will be hacked? It's in the past because it's already happened. In 2017, an engineer from IIT Kharagpur, Abhinav Srivastav, hacked into the UIDI. He gained access to the data through the Digital India e-Hospital Initiative of the Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology. How comforting is that? So our private data can be hacked into because that's what's happened already and can happen again. Okay, on to judicial independence. And the constitutional provision for judicial independence is underlined by Article 124, Part 2, which states that every judge of the Supreme Court shall be appointed by the President after consultation with such of the judges of the Supreme Court. And this warrants a little understanding of the many ways in which Parliament does control the judiciary by simple law and not through a constitutional amendment. So, Parliament can change the number of judges of the union judiciary, the age of the judge of a Supreme Court, their salaries, privileges and allowances, the appellate jurisdiction of the Supreme Court, as well as impeach judges of the court, a question that we will be addressing later. So it becomes clear then why Article 124 clearly underlines that the appointment of judges involves the judges of the Supreme Court. And hold on to that for the moment. So back to defining a nuisance, in Manchanda versus Union of India 1990, the court observed that the slum dwellers were defecating in the open, not because they were a nuisance, but because the municipal authorities had failed in their duties to improve sanitation in the area and directed them to do so. So today's takeaways are contempt of court works on mind games, that the judiciary can control what the public thinks of it and one way is to penalise people who question it. Bizarre. The Manchanda case was one of the last cases where municipal authorities were held responsible for the absence of public infrastructure and this position changed very, very soon. And lastly, questions of privacy and aadhaar remained unaddressed by both parliament and judiciary for a long time and were eventually addressed in the Puttaswami Judgment. And that's what we are warming up for. That's all for today. If you have questions or comments, please send them in via email. That's thelongestconstitution at gmail.com. You can also rate my podcast at Spotify and drop a review at Apple Podcasts and can also reach out to me on Twitter, where I am at fundamentallyp or on Instagram, the longestconstitution. Until next time, this is me, Priya Mirza, signing out.